This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with the news of the headlines. Scorching heat keeps affecting Romania, especially in the south and west. Romanian President Klaus Johannes has signed the appointment of the new ministers of Labour and Family, respectively. And Romania's football champion Farul Constanza has been eliminated by Sheriff Tiraspol from the preliminaries of the Champions League. The weather continues to be hot in Romania, with high levels of thermal discomfort in the southern half of the country and in the western part, where the temperature humidity index continues to exceed the critical threshold of 80 units. At the same time, the degree of instability will gradually increase and manifest through periods of wind intensification, gales, torrential showers and electrical discharges during the day, especially in the intra-Carpathian regions as well as in the mountain areas. On limited areas, in short intervals of time, water quantities will exceed 25 litres per square metre, and there will also be isolated hailstorms. Due to the extremely high temperatures recorded in the country, road and rail traffic has been affected, and several wildfires have been reported. The capital Bucharest, too, is affected by scorching heat, with a maximum expected to exceed 37 degrees Celsius today. The number of Romanian firefighters sent to Greece to help extinguish wildfires is increasing as of today. Another 30 firefighters from the General Inspectorate for Emergency Situations left this morning on board a military aircraft for Elefsis to supplement the response module specialized in extinguishing wildfires already deployed by our country in Greece. In total, there will be 80 firefighters and 13 emergency vehicles, given that the Greek authorities have issued a code red alert for the entire territory, and the risk of the fire spreading is high. The Romanian firefighters would remain in Greece until August 1st if the situation on the ground does not get worse. The UN says humanity must prepare for more intense heat waves and recommends citizens to develop their own battle plan to face these extreme day and night temperatures. In North America, Asia, North Africa and the Mediterranean Basin, temperatures will keep exceeding 40 degrees Celsius in the coming days. According to experts, heat-trapping greenhouse gases are at the origin of climate change. Residents of Italy are subject to new warnings of particularly hot weather in the context in which southern Europe is facing record temperatures. 23 cities in the peninsula are under a red code warning. Also, several regions in Spain have been placed under red alert due to the extreme danger induced by the heat wave, while firefighters continue to fight a fire that has destroyed 3,500 hectares in the Canary archipelago. 
The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, has signed today the decrees appointing the new ministers of labor and family. Thus, Simona Bucuraoprescu was appointed as minister of labor and social solidarity, replacing Marius Budai, and Natalia Elena Intotero takes over the family, youth and equal opportunities portfolio previously held by Gabriela Fira. The former ministers resigned amid the scandal involving homes for the elderly, where cases of inhumane treatment of the so-called beneficiaries were discovered. The Minister of Culture, Raluca Turkan, has signed the order by means of which the Pitesh Penitentiary Complex, the former prison for political prisoners, becomes a historical monument. Thus, the penitentiary is included in the list of historical monuments and is given the status of a Group A historical monument. The Bidesh prison, writes Raluca Turkan on Facebook, is a painful memory, but also a testimony to the resilience of the human spirit that can resist and oppose oppression. The political prison in Pitesh was active between 1941 and 1977. The prison is particularly known for hosting, between 1949 and 1951, the Pitesh experiment, considered the largest and most intensive brainwashing program through torture in the communist bloc. The Pitesh experiment was stopped in September 1951 and the building functioned as a penitentiary for political and common law prisoners until 1977, when it was decommissioned. The Memorial Museum was opened to the public in 2014 and hosts exhibitions, cultural events and educational programs on topics related to anti-communist political detention. The Romanian Minister of Agriculture, Ionuț Barbu, is participating in Warsaw in a meeting with counterparts from the other countries located in the vicinity of Ukraine to discuss the situation created by Russia's decision to suspend the agreement on the transport of Ukrainian grains on the Black Sea. The European Union is looking for alternative land routes for the transport of these agricultural products. According to the Radio Romania correspondent in Brussels, under the new conditions, Romania may become the main export gate for Ukrainian grains. And our sports, the Romanian football champion Farul Constanța was eliminated from the preliminaries of the Champions League in football by Sheriff Tiraspol of the Republic of Moldova, who prevailed with a score of 3-0 on Tuesday evening at home in the second leg of the first preliminary round. Farul will continue the European race in the Conference League, where they join the Champions route. Three other Romanian teams are also in the Conference League. CFR Cluj, the winner of the Cup and the Super Cup, Sepsi Sfântu Gheorghe and the runner-up in the Championship, FCSB. And that was the news from Bucharest, Radio Romania International. The heat wave will continue in the next few days, despite slight variations in temperature from one day to another. On average, highs are expected to vary between 34 and 38 degrees Celsius across most of the country. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Mihai Pelin. The heat wave continues to engulf most of Romania. Scorching temperatures and thermal discomfort are strongest felt in the south, southeast, west and some parts of the center of the country. In many towns and cities, the local authorities have created spaces in the busy areas where people can cool and are making sure that fountains and air conditioning systems on public transport are working. Doctors are reminding chronic patients and older persons to be particularly cautious during the heat wave. 
They recommend people avoid exposure to the sun for long periods and stay away from drinks with a high content of caffeine. Public transport has also been affected. Due to temperatures of over 40 degrees Celsius in the air and over 50 at ground level, speed restrictions are in place on certain sections of railway. Restrictions also affect heavy road vehicles, which constructors say help prevent major and irreversible damage to roads given the very high temperatures. Due to excessive heat, dry vegetation has caught fire in several areas in Romania. One such wildfire broke out on Tuesday near Bucharest and disrupted traffic for a few hours. Dry vegetation catches fire quickly because of the high temperatures. But it's not just the heat that is to blame. Farmers clean their land through burns, despite the fact that this is illegal under Romanian legislation. In Vrancha County, in the east, firefighters have recently extinguished seven such fires. Elsewhere in Europe, as well as North America, Northern Africa and some parts of Asia are also struggling with excessive heat, with incredible temperatures recorded in some areas. China announced a record high of 53 degrees Celsius, and the Death Valley in California, one of the hottest places on Earth, saw 52 degrees Celsius. A record high of 42 degrees was recorded on Tuesday in Rome. Spain and France are also struggling with the heat wave. In Greece, the red code heat alert has been extended until the end of the week, with the country's northern regions, which are popular destinations for Romanian tourists, recording very high temperatures. Firefighters are struggling to contain the wildfires in the Athens region, and the European Civil Protection Mechanism has been activated, allowing Greece to receive assistance from other EU states. The heat will intensify in the coming days, with the European Space Agency saying next week may see the highest temperatures ever recorded in Europe. According to experts, the intense heat that has been affecting Europe may lead to a change in tourist behaviour, as people will be seeking cooler destinations or holidaying in spring or autumn to avoid the summer heat. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. The main European interclubs competition, the Champions League, this year as well, will see no Romanian team booking its place for the event. In the first preliminary round, holders Faro Constanza lost to Republic of Moldova title holders Sheriff Tiraspol. In the first leg on home turf, Faro grabbed a 1-0 win, yet this past Tuesday, Sheriff Tiraspol secured a 3-0 win after extra time. The fixture was initially scheduled in Republic of Moldova's capital city, Chisinau, yet the match was eventually hosted by the very arena of Sheriff Football Club, located in the main city of separatist region, Transniester, Tiraspol. 
A small party of Constanza-based fans was in the stands, people who stopped at nothing on their way to Tiraspol, in a bit to support their favourite team. With a minimum advantage, Farrell began the match on a predominantly defensive note, with no bout of their usual combinatorial and aggressive game. They withstood their opponent's game towards the end of the first half when Moroccan player Amine Dalal drew first blood for Sheriff as Cameroon Ngombekele crossed the ball in the front of Farrell's goal. The second half was a little bit more balanced, yet Gheorghe Haji's trainees were unable to secure a vigorous comeback on the pitch and have the upper hand throughout the game. The scoreboard for the regular 90-minute time displayed a 1-0 advantage for Sherry Turaspol, so two extra-time halves followed. Taking advantage of Farrell's flawed defensive game, Sheriff's footballers scored twice, through Ngokombe Kelly on 99 minutes and Nigerian Peter Ademo in minute 105. Farrell will thus play in the preliminary round of the third-tier European competition, Conference League, where they are pitted against Armenia's title holders, FC Urartu. We recall the latter team was eliminated from the Champions League's preliminaries by Bosnian opponents, Zhirnishki Mostar. Four Romanian teams will play in the second round of Europa Conference League preliminaries. The first leg is scheduled next week, while on Wednesday, FCSB take on Ceseca Sofia, 19.48 away from home, in a match hosted by the Bulgarian capital city's Vasilevsky Stadium. On Thursday, in a fixture hosted by Bulgarska Armia Stadium, also in Sofia, Shepsi Svantogiorgi face Ceseca Sofia. CFL Cluj play home match against Turkey's Adana Demirspor, while Farul play FC Urartu of Armenia. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. And now let's listen to the heat of the day. Red Parliament with a song called When the Sun Shines. E noapte cobor din taxi Mare party iar cu ai mei DJ, muzica la maxim Șaturi cu ei ca de obicei Balansul mă întreține Se joacă cu mintea mea Îmi scoară gândul la tine Vreau doar să te pot uita Pasul vorbește în șoapte Dragoste aproape Dar tu ești prea departe Sumbur be 
șoapte, dragoste aproape, dar tu ești prea departe. Noi încă petrecem Și gândul de la tine Nu pot să-mi-l iau Când soarele răsare Amarul nu-mi trece La ultimul pahar Tot pe tine te vreau You are listening to Radio Romania International Society Today. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. The earthquakes that hit Turkey in February brought to the forefront of domestic and international public opinion a special category of rescuers. Mixed teams made up of humans and dogs called to the rescue of those on the edge between life and death. Livi Ionescu leads the National Canine Education Center, based in Craiova, in southern Romania. A volunteer himself in Turkey, he is one of the Romanian specialists best able to explain to us why it is important to train dogs for search and rescue missions. At the National Canine Training Center, we, for about 30 years, have been trying to create a database of search and rescue dogs for all specialties in this activity, namely rescue tracking dogs, dogs that search for missing people, dogs searching for people from under the rubble, or dogs that rescue people from water, and also urban tracking for persons missing from urban areas. These are the specialties that we are trying to develop in Romania. Why? Because in addition to the sporting canine aspect of training puppies and increasing their level of intelligence, not only beauty, the social aspect is particularly important, actually a necessity for all areas, regions, cities, to have search and rescue dogs for any type of emergency situation, for any disaster, be it natural or technological. And we are trying to raise awareness about this among animal lovers, animal breeders, whether they are members of the Romanian Kynological Association or a working club, to test each of their canine specimen. The selection of rescue dogs is very tough and realistic, whether they are brought by their owners who want to evaluate their qualities or they are discovered by the specialists of the canine training center, they have to meet very strict requirements to certify their qualities. It is the reason why only 5 to 10% maximum of the dogs tested in several stages are able to start training courses to become professional rescuers, as Livionescu also explains. 
intră într-un program educațional și în funcție de temperamentul... It joins an educational program and depending on its temperament, character, adaptability coefficient, the age at which it starts, the area it is from and where it lives, its daily area and depending on the specialty, we direct it and the training can last six months, but it can also last two years. There are some educational modules designed for such puppies, and after two years, maybe even three, of intensive training, they take official international exams where their value is seen. They have to go through some levels of training and examination. And after getting through all these levels of examination, they can participate or even be admitted into the national team. And from there, the step to the World Rescue Championship is a big one. Then they get into an international database to be called for help in real situations. The tests used by canine training specialists apply to any type of dog. In other words, there is no specific breed predestined for search and rescue activities. Conversely, the earlier dog is tested, even at the age of three or four months, the faster it can enter the actual educational process. Once prepared, it is fit to act. With what performance? According to the president of the National Canine Training Center, the dog is able, for example, to penetrate extremely sensitive places, up to two, three meters deep, including where even high-performance electronic, audio and video systems would be impossible to use. Then, in theory, a search-and-rescue dog for missing persons, for example, can cover an area of 50,000 square meters in 20 minutes, at least three times better than any professional human team. In a human-dog tandem, this relationship changes to the detriment of the human, hence the need for compatibility bordering on perfection with the dog. Romanian search-and-rescue dogs do win awards at international canine competitions. But where does Romania stand externally from the perspective of the training of dogs? Here is Livionescu again with the details. Romania is considered at the beginning of the search and rescue activity. Other countries started these human canine selections before the world wars. But we started in the late 80s and only after 93-94 we can talk about the serious development according to international standards. The National Canine Training Center has a database of about 30 search and rescue dogs. The problem is that unfortunately the life and the active time of a dog is much shorter. They and we prepare for any disastrous situation at any time. Unfortunately, they can help us for up to seven, eight, maybe nine years. We are in a constant race against time to have a certain number of dogs. They would be willing to help even up to the age of 14, unconditionally, but we have to think about their health. So we use them between three years of age and seven, eight or nine because otherwise problems can arise and they can no longer perform at an optimum level as rescue dogs. In other words, says Livionescu, president of the National Canine Training Center, one can never say there are enough search and rescue dogs in a country, a region or a continent. The discovery and training of these dogs that prove exceptional qualities must be continuous. Moreover, after the earthquakes in Turkey, the need for reorganization with a view to increasing coordination between states became obvious. Here is Livionescu once again. 
We are in full program of reorientation, rethinking the intervention strategy, the communication and joint multinational trainings. I am coordinating this program at world level and I see the applicability, the speed, the intensity, the human thinking in certain areas of the world and I'm glad that we are starting to become more effective in such real situations. That was Society Today. And now let's listen to some more music, a song called The Girl of the Rain from Elisa Natantiku. <laughs> Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania. Welcome to our travel feature. I am Kanin Kotsoyu, located in Transylvania in the west of Romania. The Apusin Mountains are not necessarily distinguished by their altitude, the highest peak not exceeding 1,849 meters, but by the multiple possibilities for spending free time, special natural attractions, and also ancient traditions. 
Today we are talking about a special event which has been held here every year since 1816, that is for 207 years, the Girls' Fair on Mount Gaina. It is a celebration for the locals and for the tourists arriving in the area, an ethnocultural manifestation about which I spoke with Sandu Heller, the mayor of the Avramianko commune from Alba County, one of the organizers. This year, on July the 22nd and 23rd, the days on which it takes place, we will have artistic events both on Mount Gaina and in the center of Avramianko commune. I think most of those who want to come already know the program of events that will take place. I would recommend to mountain lovers to come as soon as possible to see the places in the Apusin Mountains area, in the Avramianku commune area. We have the Avramianku Memorial Museum, which I, you wouldn't want to miss. We have waterfalls, we have trails on Mount Biharia. Mount Gaina, we have guest houses, we have hard-working and hospitable people. Saturday night, they better be up on the mountain. We have pop music. Randi comes here, DJ Hara, we have fireworks, a campfire. And for those who can't climb Mount Gaina, we have an artistic traditional program at the Cultural Center with Radu Ili and Paula Christou among the guests. On Sunday on the mountain at 10 p.m., the reflaying ceremony begins. We have there a bust of the great hero Avram Yanku, with the ringing of alpen horns in brass band style. All the officials and willing visitors will lay wreaths, after which we will have a fairly extensive artistic program. Among the guests are Nikolai Fordui Yanku, the singer being from the Apusin Mountains area. We also have Jonutz Folia, and we also have artists from other counties in our show. At an altitude of 14, 1,487 meters, everyone gathers, one and all, the common denominator being goodwill. And Sandu Heller, mayor of the Avramianku commune, explained the term girl fair. Oh, don't think there is any selling going on. This is a meeting place for shepherds of old. Those from the Hunedoara area and the Albayula and Arad counties climbed the mountain. There are several counties meeting in these mountains. What they did was negotiate the dowries of the mountain. Everyone came with what they had, after which they got to know each other, and if they liked each other, the young people got married. We still have young people who meet and get married here in Avramianku commune, so we invite young and old people alike to come to negotiate their wealth, their love, and unite their destinies with us up in the mountains. You have been listening to Visit Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is Truly Romanian. I'm Eugen Nasta.
The kobza is arguably one of the oldest and most revered traditional instruments, mainly used as an accompanying instrument by the fiddlers, among whom there is Marin Kotwanza, a famous kobza virtuoso, and also a very competent collector and keeper of Romanian traditional song. You have just been listening to the Maldayen round dance featuring Marin Kotwanza on the kobza. Next stop in the program, here is an evergreen of traditional music, Marin Kotwanza, is accompanied by Radio Romania's Traditional Music Orchestra, conducted by Ion Albeșteanu. stop in the program, here is Alunelul, a very famous traditional dance tune, performed by Marin Kotwans on the Kobza and Konstantin Kieser on the bagpipe. up next in the program, here is yet another fine tune from Marin Kotwanza's repertoire, featuring Jika Kira on the violin. Mm-hmm. 
You're now invited to listen to Marin Kotwanza performing a Kobza classic dating from the late 18th century. And truly Romanian today, with a tune from Marin Kotwanza's repertoire, the Broshtanka Round Dance. Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a new installment in the Happening in Romania series with me, Lokramiara Simeon. In 2023, the Polyrom Library, one of the most important collections of universal literature in Romania, marks 25 years of existence. 
initially coordinated by the literary critic and writer Bogdan Alexandru Stănescu, and later from 2019 by the translator Dan Croitoru, the collection is part of the portfolio of one of the most important post-communist publishing houses, Polyrom. From its setting up until today, Polyrom publishes volumes of contemporary Romanian literature, history, humanities, religion and universal literature through the Polyrom Library Collection, a collection with the highest sales. One of the most appreciated and best-selling writers is J.D. Salinger, an American author best known for his 1951 novel The Catcher in the Rye, whose son, Matt Salinger, was recently in Bucharest to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Polyrom Library Collection. An actor and film producer, Matt Salinger has been, since his father's death in 2010, the executor of J.D. Salinger, who is still as famous for his work and self-isolation. His son also respects his decision to reject fame while making it his duty to promote his father's writings as well. You are listening to Radio Romania International. The event marking 25 years since the creation of the Polyrom Library Collection, coordinated by Dan Croitoru, was venued by the Carturesh Book Store, which also hosted a dialogue between the Romanian writer Mircea Cărtărescu and Matt Salinger. In the past years, Polyrom has published new translations of Salinger's books. My colleague Cristina Leșcu attended the event and had the following talk with Matt Salinger. Matt Salinger, welcome to Romania and welcome to this uh, encounter with uh, J.D. Salinger's readers. As uh, a preserver and promoter of your father's work, as someone in uh, the audience uh, put it, uh, are you still surprised that so many people around the world, young people and not so young, still like and read your father's books? No, because I, I feel it and see it every day. Um, when I travel, and even when I don't travel, when I get the letters and things, uh, I'm heartened by it because I think my father wrote about what is best of humanity, our capacity to love, our capacity to find beauty, our desire for authenticity and freedom. The themes that were central to his work, I think, are really important for everyone in this world. So. Does it surprise me that his work still strikes a chord in people? No. I'd be really depressed for humanity if they didn't. Of course, uh, during your work as preserver and promoter of Salinger, and probably throughout your life, you have been asked and you have heard, of course, comments and interpretations about his biography, his life, his um, connection between his biography and his work. How did you perceive your father, uh, apart from all these uh, comments, because there is uh, the Salinger of the family and, uh, of course, the Salinger of the readers? He was a terrifically funny man. I don't think that would surprise people, because his sense of humor comes through in most of his work. But he was uproariously funny so he was always entertaining to be around he would always pay attention and really listen to anything i asked him or told him which i don't think all fathers do 
It's something I certainly tried to learn from him and, and be that way with my children. But he was attentive and fun. And I knew if I asked him a, get, a question that I would get a really measured and thoughtful response. And that's maybe rare. I knew I was lucky to have him as a father. So he was not a recluse within the family. He was present. He was not absent within the family as he was uh, uh, from the literary world. To me, not at all, ever. He would work in his working hours. We didn't bother him. But most fathers go to an office or go to a, you know, a garage or a place of work. Uh, so it, it wasn't that dissimilar. When he was present, he was very, very present. I think... You know, my sister had a different experience and wished he were different in some ways, but she still loved him and took pleasure in him the way I did. Their relationship was more difficult than mine, but her relationship with my mother was more difficult than, than mine also. So it, he was a wonderful father, and I couldn't have imagined having a, a better one. So his reclusiveness can be explained by the fact that he wanted to concentrate on his work and on his family. So there is no um, enigma here or no mystery. He didn't want to live in New York City and have all his friends be in the publishing business or other writers. He wanted to be away from all that where he could concentrate and do his work. I think it was an added benefit that he felt he would thus be able to protect his family from some of the world, quote unquote, he didn't buy into, and to try to create his own little world in his corner of New Hampshire. I feel lucky that I shared that with him for a number of years before I, you know, grew up. Uh, you've mentioned uh, a bit earlier the fact that now you're working on his unpublished works. I'm sure that you're not able to divulge anything, but is there a connection between what he wrote during um, his final years and what he wrote, what he published so far? Sure, they're, they're all written by the same man. <laughs> Apart from that, the same themes uh, probably. I really don't want to talk about them, not because it's a great secret or because I want people to discover them and uh, for themselves and have that experience of discovery that you have when you come across a, a piece of art and get what they each will get out of it individually like it or hate it or you know whatever i don't want to guide people in any direction or say anything about it that will form certain expectations i, I really want people to come to it the work with a clean slate how would you summarize in one word or maybe a few words uh, your experience of reading salinger what do you think it's the core of his work well Those are different questions. The answer to the first question, what is my experience, uh, in one word, is enjoyment, with an emphasis on the joy, enjoyment. And the second part of it, the core, I think love. You asked this simplistic question, so I'm giving you a simplistic answer. Uh, uh, if there's one word, you know, he valued love and beauty and kindness and truth, uh, authenticity, um, and he hated phoniness and cruelty and meanness and, and the inauthentic. You read Catcher in the Rye and you read the scenes with Phoebe or even Mr. Antolini. I mean, there's so much love in that book. 
I think there's even more in Franny and Zooey. There's, there's many other things. There's mysticism and spiritualism in, in Franny and Zooey. And, but at its core, I think it's... Love. Yeah. Thank you very much, Max Salinger. Thank so. you. The Romanian Cultural Institute in New York organized a literary event on Friday, June 23rd, which featured the Romanian-American writers Adrian Sinjorzan and William Maas. On this occasion, the two authors launched their most recent books published in America in recent months. Vitali, a Ukrainian-Russian-American story by Adrian Sinjorzan, published at the New Meridian in 2023, and the Bucharest Legacy, The Rise of the Oligarchs by writer William Moss, published at the Ocean View Publishing in 2023. During the event, there was a literary discussion that focused, among other things, on the theme and subject of the two novels, but also on the complexities of the Romanian-American identity of the two writers, the transition from medicine to literature, and the fulfillment of the literary vocation after a successful career in another field. The event was held in English. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From Mila Gramiara Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Hello and welcome to our daily traditional offering. Today about panpipe virtuoso player Radu Simeon, who hails from the folklore area of Argish, who in his youth was trained by what's considered the father of the Romanian panpipe school, Funica Luca. Over 50 years of activity, he had dozens of recordings on the radio and television, hundreds of concerts all across the world, numerous international awards, and he was enjoyed and appreciated by many personalities such as Richard Nixon, Enrique Quando, or Salvador Dali. He is a peerless interpreter of all kinds of music from wedding songs, dance songs, and elegiac songs, all part of the incredible repertoire of this virtuoso of the panpipes, Radu Simeon. And let us listen to one of his landmark songs. Este puțe frate Niculițe Să jucăm sârba lui Liuțe Zic cu dor ca să joc Ia te uite când fac loc show Strâng roate la mijloc Zăi mai Zic cu dor tot așa Eu asta e sârba mea Să-i joași care cum vreau Of dor Zic 
Zic cu dor tot așa că asta e sârba mea Să-i joașe care cum vrea o fădor Jucă sârba lui Da să vă aduc bucurii Bate tare, bate, bate în tobiță cu foc sârba lui Iliuță Am un dor ca un jar Am iubit fără hotar Și azi mi sufletul la mare Să-i mă Am prinzut cu dor Mă And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.